You're listening to a Thursday, June 15th edition of Locked On Pistons. I'm your host, Duncan Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at DuncanSmithNBA. Uh, you can find my work on PistonPower.com, and you can follow that at PistonPower on Twitter if you'd like. Uh, we're going to talk today about the Pistons starting lineup, particularly as it pertains to the uh, front court rotation. Uh, last season, the Pistons had a real problem with the starting lineup. Um, regardless of the configuration, regardless of who was plugged in, plugged out, uh, the starting lineup was bad all season long. Um, the uh, the lineup that opened the season when Reggie Jackson was recovering from knee tendonitis, uh, that lineup was Ish Smith, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Marcus Morris, Tobias Harris, and Andre Drummond. Uh, that lineup had a defensive rating of 113.4 and a net rating of minus 7.1. You know, that's completely unacceptable. You know, you want your starting lineup to be playing opposing starting lineups to a draw and feasting on uh, reserve units. You want to be playing, like, at worst, neutral, and then at times have an edge. And that was not the case at all for the Pistons. They were eaten alive when their starters were on the floor. Um, when Reggie Jackson came back, uh, you know, he just swapped Ish out, swapped Reggie in. Uh, things got even worse. Uh, that, that starting lineup with Reggie, KCP, uh, Marcus, Tobias, and Andre had an offensive rating of 102.4 a defensive rating of 114.6 and a net rating of minus 12.3. That's more than five points worse than a lineup that was, uh, at that point in time, uh, one of the worst units in the NBA that got any kind of volume of minutes. Um, And this was just like a quantum leap worse. Uh, Almost unfathomable that you can try out that lineup on a nightly basis. Uh, and, and and just get plowed regularly. Um, so, obviously that lineup isn't working. So, John Lure was swapped in for Tobias Harris. Uh, things got a little bit better. The offensive rating moved up to 102.8. The defensive rating dropped to 113. Uh, that yields a net rating of minus 10.2. And that was the starting lineup for the Detroit Pistons for the majority of the second part of the season. And, you know, you wonder why things fell apart. Uh, It's because the Pistons' offense was among the worst in the NBA, and the defense was among the worst in in the NBA. This is on the same unit. Um, So, it's, it's really an incredible feat that the Pistons had a shot at the playoffs with a lineup, with a starting lineup uh, that was so woefully inept. Um, You know, until the final two weeks of the season or so, uh, they were at least on the outside looking in. Um, You know, like the wheels had already fallen off and and things were deteriorating, but a a couple more wins, a winning streak here or there, um, you know, this could be a, a very different story where we're talking about how the Pistons overcame a puzzlingly inept starting lineup uh, to triumphantly make it to the playoffs and then get, uh, you know, trucked by either the Cavs or the the, uh, the Celtics. Uh, but it's not. Uh, it's the story of the season that was submarined 
um, very largely thanks to a uh, starting lineup that just could not play even with anybody, uh, let alone take advantage of any edges. Um, so let's take a look at what could have been done differently rather than just dwell on the past and uh, commiserate over that. At the time, uh, when, when Stan Van Gundy was first talking about switching, uh, switching the starting lineup up after uh, a pretty dreadful loss to the Chicago Bulls um, in December, uh, I advocated moving Tobias to the bench and John Lord to the starting lineup. Uh, at the time, it made sense. This, the bench was uh, very much bereft of scoring. Uh, Reggie could be the primary focal point on offense, and you could incorporate John Lord's shooting and defense. And you know, at that point, Lord had been probably the best piston. Um, that's an indictment of the Pistons, but it's also a credit to how well Lord played the first 25, 30 games of the season. Um, you know, he was brought on to he was brought on to shoot the three and do some other things. And it turned out that at least over the first 30 games of the season. Shooting threes was the only thing Lure couldn't do. He was good and effective at just about everything else: rebounding, defense, um, scoring around the basket, um, you know, making the right decision at the right time. Uh, he was he was the Pistons MVP for the first like month and a half, two months of the season. Um, so at the time, it made sense. Tobias could be the guy off the bench. He could he could carry the rock. He could be uh, he could be the primary, secondary, tertiary scoring off a scorer off the bench. Uh, he could go to town. Uh, Reggie Jackson, at that time, uh, he was starting to get things going. He was about to go on, uh, actually about a month-long stretch where he was playing, from a production standpoint, he was playing some of the best ball of his career. Um, and then you you throw out Lure's ability to, to defend, and you know now you've got some space with Reggie Jackson being a creator, um, yada, yada, yada. So it didn't work. And uh, at the time, you know, given what the information we had at the time, uh, I think that it was the best move given what we knew. Um, but you know, we also had imperfect information of the future. We didn't know that uh, most likely starting would be too much for on, on Laura's plate. Uh, it, I think his confidence wavered. I think that playing against superior opponents. Uh, really did a number on him, and he just—I I think that those things led to him falling off the face of the earth to some degree. As uh, the expression that I've basically coined uh, for for Lure and the performance that he put out fourth in the second half to two thirds of the season. Um, so what they could have done to adjust when things didn't improve is they could have swapped Harris again. Instead of swapping him for Lure, they could have swapped him for Marcus Morris. Uh, Morris could provide. You know, scoring punch off the bench. Um, he's largely an ISO ball player anyway, um, so uh, he could run in transition with Ish Smith, and uh, in the half court he could he could ISO, and uh, you know it, it, it's not a perfect solution, but it changes things up, and I think it changes things up in a fairly effective way. Uh, so this gives us a lineup of Reggie Jackson, KCP. Tobias Harris at the three, John Lure at the four, and Andre Drummond at the five. This lineup only saw 82 minutes together last season, uh, which is puzzling because they had a net rating of plus 10.7. It is really hard to find a Pistons lineup that is plus anything that played volume, uh, let alone something that's 
in the double digits positive. Um, this lineup was, of course, hampered by the fact that they couldn't hit free throws because Andre Drummond was shooting most of their free throws. Uh, they couldn't hit threes because this team cannot hit threes. Um, they hit 61.5% from the free throw line as a unit, and they hit 34% of its threes. Um, in spite of that, you know, they hit everything in between. Um, so their true shooting rate was 55%, and, you know, we can probably chalk that up to some positive variance. Uh, but it is also the only lineup in which Reggie Jackson played more than 45 minutes and had a positive net rating, which is um, kind of incredible <laughs> uh, for your, your starting point guard. Um, so as, as uh, the Pistons were going down the stretch, they were in playoff contention, and Stan Van Gundy was breaking out pretty much every lineup configuration under the sun. Uh, it's odd that he didn't go to this one. Um, it, it made sense. Uh, you had uh, two scorers who could create their own offense in the form of uh, Reggie Jackson and Tobias Harris. You've got KCP who can handle the ball and who can knock down uh, spot-up jump shots. You've got John Lure who doesn't need the ball to be good. In fact, uh, the less he has it, so much the better. Um, and, you know, you've got Andre Drummond, who can run the pick-and-roll with any one of three ball handlers. KCP, Tobias, and Reggie Jackson are all excellent ball handlers out of the pick-and-roll. In fact, Tobias Harris is the best of the three um, from an efficiency standpoint. I don't have the numbers right in front of me here, but uh, he's, he's the best from a, productive, a production and efficiency standpoint in uh, points, pres points per possession as a pick-and-roll ball handler. Um, so... This is also a lineup that is probably a little bit better than you might think defensively. Um, KCP is KCP. Uh, Reggie Jackson was, of course, dreadful on defense, but um, should the knee get back to its old self and we have the Reggie Jackson of 2015-16, uh, he was better than you probably remember him defensively. Uh, unfortunately, the disaster that was last season was probably colored just about everybody's memories of him, which is fair, um, but the Pistons had a better than league average defense with Reggie Jackson on the floor two seasons ago. So um, from a backcourt perspective, like you'll, you'll still put KCP on the stronger guard and you'll put Reggie, you'll try and hide him. Um, sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't work. Uh, Tobias Harris is a better defender than he's given credit for. Um, he's definitely improved over the last few years in the league. Uh, John Luer, solid, not exceptional. And Andre Drummond, who can at times give you things defensively, but um, you know, with with Luer's help around the rim, uh, that, that could be beneficial. So, uh, basically, while this is not going to be a overly stout defensive lineup, um, it can it should be able to give you significantly better than anything any starting lineup gave you last season. Um, it's I think that it's a it's a lineup that makes sense both on offense and on defense. Um, if we break down the various components of how this lineup worked in into two man units, uh, if we look at Lure and Harris together, they had a plus one a plus point one net rating, uh, which doesn't sound great. But when you look at the uh, the dearth of positive 
net rating combinations on this team, um, you'll take that when uh, when you're talking about like any kind of volume of minutes together. Uh, when we compare that to Lure and Marcus Morris, uh, they were minus 1.7. Um, not only that, but the Pistons as a team had a 47.6% effective field goal percentage when those two were on the floor together. Uh, you know, a lot of that is due to, um, you know, they were they played plenty of minutes with Ish Smith as well, uh, who is no shooter, but uh, he didn't hamper any kind of like team numbers when it comes to playing off the bench either. So. Uh, Morris only shot about 41% from uh, from the field this year, and that certainly didn't help things. Uh, if we go to three-man combinations, uh, we'll add Drummond to the mix. Lure, Harris, and Drummond were a small negative at minus 0.9. And um, if we then swap out Lure for Harris, so we have a lineup of Drummond, Harris, and Morris, we have a lineup of minus 8.8, .8, and that's over a thousand minutes together. Uh, that's incredibly dreadful for a lineup that that uh, that put a lot of starting minutes together. Uh, Drummond, Morris, and Lure were minus 4.6 in 700 minutes together, and that was your starting front court for a large chunk of the season. Uh, so of of the various combinations here involving Drummond, uh, the Lure, Harris, and Drummond one is significantly the best. Um, again, it's a small negative, uh, but a lot of that is due to uh, minutes with Reggie on the floor, uh, minutes with KCP after um, after things took a turn for him in the second half of the season. Um, so there's. There is a chance that this is a lineup that might work. Um, there are some contingencies, however. Uh, this is contingent on John Lure being able to shine on the big stage uh, after wilting under the lights last year. If he can't handle it, the Pistons might not want to go back to last season's default starting unit um, after Jackson's return of uh, Reggie, KCP, uh, Marcus Morris, Harris, and Drummond. Uh, again, we, we talked about that earlier. It was a nightmare. Um, it was incredibly unproductive. Uh, but, you know, if Laura struggles, they might not have no choice. Um, it was a bad it was a bad unit last year, but Reggie was bad. They couldn't hit shots. Uh, if Reggie is bad this year and they can't hit shots, they're pretty much screwed regardless and they're gonna have to tear this whole thing down. Um, so maybe maybe the uh, the starting unit of of Reggie, KCP, Morris, Harris, and Drummond will have uh, We'll have another fight in it, in, in spite of being like unconscionably awful uh, this past season. Um, other options that uh, the Pistons might have if Lure isn't able to to be the starting four in this big lineup, um, they may be able to sign a, a four that they can start uh, with. You know, Anthony Tolliver perhaps. Uh, who is now on the free agent market after being cut on his birthday by the uh, Sacramento Kings? We talked about that a while ago. Um, you know, maybe maybe we hope that Henry Ellenson is taking a big leap this summer. Uh, whoever the Pistons rookie, if uh, if they draft a big, um, is able to play some handle some playing time at least as a starter and name only, if nothing else. Uh, there may be options. 
Um, but I think that the default, what the Pistons should go into the season um, planning on utilizing, uh, should be the starting lineup of Jackson, KCP, Tobias Harris, uh, John Lauren, Andre Drummond, and um, you know if if that fails, uh, we analyze the elements that need to be replaced and go from there. But that's where I would start. Uh, that's it for today. We're gonna wrap up the week tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday, June sixteenth. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing Locked On Pistons. Um, give us a five star rating if you'd be so kind. Uh, you can do so in iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, uh, whatever your podcast source of choice might be. Um, you can contact me on Twitter again at, at Duncan Smith MBA. I respond to probably the vast majority of uh, of my ats on Twitter. Um, I'm always happy to to have conversations with you guys and talk Pistons. Um, you can also support the podcast by using our sponsor SeatGeek. Uh, SeatGeek is an app that you can download to your phone. Um, it is a ticket aggregator that you can use to buy tickets to your, uh, your favorite sporting events or concerts or various shows. Um, you can use it, you can use the, uh, the deal score feature that they have where it rates uh, tickets that, uh, that it aggregates from you know, StubHub and the other secondary market sites and Ticketmaster and it breaks down uh, what your best deals are. So instead of having to go to StubHub and going to Ticketmaster and comparing prices and wasting all this extra time, uh, you can look at it all right there in one screenshot on your phone uh, on the SeatGeek app. And uh, it, it'll save you time, it'll save you energy, and uh, you can still go to your game or your concert or whatever the case might be. Um, so in order to let them know that you came from us, Go to the settings tab in the app, enter the coupon code LOPISTONS. Uh, not only does that let them know that you came from us, but it also will save you 20 bucks on your first purchase with SeatGeek. And uh, you'll probably make a lot more purchases with SeatGeek because it is going to save you money in the long run, not just on that first discount. So uh, that'll be it for now. Remember to go to our sponsor SeatGeek, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.